May I speak in the words of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. So Corpus Christi, the day we give thanks for the institution of Holy Communion, except, of course, we know that the institution of Holy Communion happened on Maundy Thursday at the Last Supper. We know that it was instituted as a form of remembrance and given to the first disciples, who then have given it to us down through the thousands of years, as a way of remembering the passion of Christ, as that um, collect said. And so it became a way of Christians gathering together to remember and to, but also to look forward. So it was not just an ancient thing that we do and we're stuck in the past. It is, as that gospel reading says, spiritual nourishment for us that we then take with us as we go out into the world, wherever we go, whether we go to home or work or just on the streets or to see family or friends. Um, Wherever we are, we take what we have been given in bread and wine out into the world. And often people say to me, particularly as we are what we call a Eucharistic tradition church, a church that celebrates the Eucharist twice a week. There are churches that do that every day in the Catholic faith. Often it is, I'm asked the question, well, couldn't we just dispense with the Eucharist? Can we just not have communion? We could just have songs or we could just have prayers. And there is definitely a place for worship that is just singing. If only we could sing, hey, at the moment. I miss it so much. There's definitely a place for singing, for praising God, for giving thanks, of course, and definitely a place for prayer services and worship in that way. But at the heart of everything, we have been given the Eucharist, the Holy Communion, as a way of keeping us together even though we might be scattered in different places throughout the week we come back to receive the nourishment of this service so whilst I am vicar here the answer is no we can't stop having holy communion because that is not what we have been asked to do we have been asked to remember we have been commanded, in fact, to remember Jesus' death and resurrection until he comes again. And I, for one, am not going to go against that commandment. It was really difficult during the first lockdown when we couldn't, Heather and I even couldn't come into the church to celebrate communion together on your behalf because as the passage at the beginning of this our order of service tells us the idea is that we however many of us gather in church actually if there are two or three of us gathered together then Jesus is in our midst and we particularly find him in the bread and wine actually it doesn't matter how many of us are here what matters is that we do it with the people of this parish 
for the people of this parish and therefore as an expression of God's love into the wider world. And really that's what Jesus was asking us to remember. He wasn't asking us to remember his disciples, however many of them were there at the Last Supper, and having lamb and bread and wine. He wasn't even asking us to remember that these were the events that would lead to his death. But he was asking us to remember that this was where he was giving of his own life for the life of the world, giving his love for the love and life of each of us. And so as we come to communion week after week after week after week, we actually bring all that we are, all our life, all that has been in the years up to now, and all of the years that will be, all of the days ahead. And we bring them into that mysterious moment where earth reaches up to heaven and heaven reaches down to earth. And we are connected with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit in bread and wine. And obviously bread and wine were a symbol of thanksgiving from Abraham's time. Even before he has been given the promise of being a descendant and having all those descendants, bread and wine play a part in his life even before he's been renamed as Abraham. Bread and wine are the symbols of thanksgiving and the way in which we are encouraged to gather, to give thanks, but to also offer praise and to then experience the love of God in our lives that we can take it out into the world. So whilst many will say, well, if you're a Eucharistic tradition church, you're pretty much stuck in the past, I would refute that utterly and say, oh no, we are looking to the future, to the point at which Jesus returns, but we are obeying the command to eat the bread of life and drink the blood of of life that will then nourish us spiritually and enable us to live forever. Eternal life, as Jesus talks about it in that gospel from John, always seems, or we've managed to make it, about what happens when we die, that we will have eternal life. But actually, eternal life, eternity, if you break it down into the Greek words, means the unending presence of God. And so what we're being invited to do when we come for bread and wine and when we accept it and say, yes, Jesus is Lord, is accept that we live in the unending presence of God every single day of our lives. So it's not something of the past, it's not something of the future. It's something of the very present. That the presence of God is all around us, even as I speak this morning. And when we take bread and wine, we just are expressing that presence of God in the moment when we remember Christ and his death and his resurrection.
as it's written in that order of service. We do not presume to come to this, your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Amen.